Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. A little bit of housekeeping real quick. Weird uploading schedule. I kind of always had a weird uploading schedule. Now it's a little bit weirder. Like I said, I'm back to work. A little bit here and there. Figuring out uh, uploading, scheduling. So I'm not as uh, free as I used to be. That being said, I got some stuff coming up today. How are you guys? We are almost out of Pride Month. It has nothing to do with this story. I'm just... I don't know. I just like thinking about how good of a Pride Month this has been for us. But racism is taking another gut shot from the Supreme Court. And by the way, a little salt on top of the cherry here. It is the Trump Supreme Court judges who made everything get cross over the hurdle line. So uh, I will say all three of them have managed to disappoint me on one vote or another. They're not great or perfect choices by any means, but they come through when it matters which is probably the corniest shit I could have ever said. Breaking Supreme Court rules that affirmative action in college admission is unconstitutional. And people have been raging on Twitter ever since. It's been about 24 hours now. It's 11.23 a.m. on Friday. <clears throat> Pardon me. The smoke here is really bad. June 30th. Like, it was kind of bad when I first rolled into town a while back. Then it thinned out. You know, you'd only notice it a little bit. And then it just got denser and denser and denser so i uh, might be a little extra coffee you know so i'll try to pause the recording as fast as possible you see the mouse just fly to the corner it's coming about a hack of a damn lung like man trey parker once said i just blame canada moving on the court ruled six to three that affirmative action is unconstitutional and violates the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. Kind of a no shit, kind of a duh, but we have this article we'll get to, and then we have a absolute cope session from Harvard. A lot of these Ivy League schools are raging, and they're going to try to find workarounds and loopholes, any way to maintain this racist status quo. And by the way, remember when everything was all about stopping Asian hate? Then BLM tried to do, like, there was a, a moment in time where it looked like, and for some of you listening, you may not even remember this. Fi, it feels like such a blurry haze in the fog of 2020, doesn't it? There's a point where they considered adding an extra A to BLM, or adding an A to BLM. I don't know what I was thinking, ACAB, but, because they wanted to do the whole stop Asian hate thing. They're trying to work that into the BLM movement, you know, all that bullshit. And then they dropped it mainly because people started talking more openly about the tensions between the Asian community and the black community in the U.S., and that's where a lot of actual racial tensions seem to be lying genuinely. And they make some fucking great YouTube videos, by the way. The interactions between, like, old racist store owners and black customers, or vice versa, black store owners and giving shit to little Asian customers. I'm, I'm not a great person for finding these videos funny, but I don't know. It takes me back to, like, a less sensitive internet of like 2008 2010 where you can just find that shit you know you can find live leak videos on youtube that generation but all that aside they dropped that whole stop asian hate movement super fucking quickly but a lot of it came from like it's not really societal it, they looked at asian said oh actually y'all have a lot of benefits y'all country look white people and then you started seeing this um Affirmative action shit start affecting a lot more Asian students very quickly, where more and more Ivy League schools 
and colleges just started banning Asian kids. Like, nope, sorry, too smart. Nope, too many of you here. Can't have all y'all walking around. You know, we like to have cats on the premises. Though, we are getting tired of tripping over watermelon rinds and fucked up some bros. So, shit's not exactly Gucci on campus either. See, I make fun of everyone. If you got offended, fuck you. I'll make fun of you later. Anyway. So they start kicking out white people. Start, well, not kicking out, but they start they started lowering how many white people and how many Asians they admit in these colleges. Affirmative action started to fuck up the Asians, and I mention the Asians so much in this because, uh, as they're referred to as Asian Americans, they're the ones who brought this lawsuit forward in their state, which I believe is South Carolina, and it went all the way up to the Supreme Court. So it's worth stating here. It is, uh, make sure you tell lefties who blow, who have their minds going, blah, blah, blah. Be like, what? Aren't you happy that more Asians can get into college now? Bro, stop Asian hate. What the fuck? I've already done this. I assure you, the results may vary, but it is entertaining nonetheless. But, like, there's that the same. Well, explain it to me. The stammering, the hemming, the hawing, the broken fucking robotics. Hannah Nanga wrote this article June 19th. 29th, 2023, good old dyslexia trying to fuck me up in the very beginning of the episode after a five-minute rant, how dare it. On Thursday, the Supreme Court ruled to strike down affirmative action in colleges and universities. Univasitas. The court ruled 6-3 to three that affirmative action is unconstitutional and violates the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. Chief Justice John Roberts penned the opinion, which, by the way, credit where credit is due, John Roberts is about as spineless faux right as you can get. Like, he's rhino by definition. And hey, hey, don't look into anything to do with John Roberts' daughters. Don't look into it. Don't question it. Don't, don't, don't go down that rabbit hole. Have no questions about it. As far as you know, you heard me say nothing about anything to do with questionable activities with John Roberts and his daughter. It's just a fun rabbit hole. If you go down it, you go down it. Results may vary. Uh, accuracies may vary. Just have fun. Uh, the ruling came as part of two cases. Uh, students for Fair Admissions Incorporated versus uh, University of North Carolina. North Carolina. Really? That's interesting because North Carolina was the one that formed because they were like, we don't want racism and slavery in our state. So we're going to rip ourselves in half and be the free state of North Carolina. Ah, uh, Cletus. And, ooh, oh, how the tides... By the way, remember all that shit talk, all those jokes about how the South would rise again? Who would have thought the South would rise as free states while the North slipped more and more into Democrat-controlled oppression? It was like politicians from, the, from like the North were like, you know, we can go down South and get some policies done over there. And the, and the South was like, you know what, man, fuck them beings. I'm going to go up there and get elected. And they just switched sides. My, my, how the turntables... The ruling came as part of two cases, Students for Fair Admissions Incorporated versus North Carolina and Students for Fair Admissions Incorporated versus President and Fellows of Harvard College. Got a little video here. The of a meritocratic society is that the most capable... Hold on, a little video, a fucking nine-minute video. Let me uh, bump it up. I just heard people logging off. I appreciate y'all sticking around for when you did. Let's hop into this. Well, people will rise to the position American society ran. Sorry, uh, I'm hijacking this episode. Right now, it is June 30th, 2023. I just got a, I just got an update right now on my phone. Supreme Court ruled web designers can deny service to same-sex couples. Supreme Court ruled Friday 
in favor of evangelical Christian web designer from Colorado who refused to work on same-sex weddings websites. Okay, you know what this probably means? That wedding cake shit's gonna hit the court again. Oh boy. Oh boy. Alright. We'll get into that later, apparently. That just came through again. 11.32 a.m. Friday. June 30th, 2023. Supreme Court based. Mmm. Love it. I'll let you get a federal contract because I was born with the wrong skin color? That sounds wrong. And of course they're right. Affirmative action is wrong. It's totally immoral. It's completely unfair. And now for the first time in years, the Democratic Party is being forced to defend it in public. The Supreme Court is now considering a case about affirmative action in college admissions, at Harvard specifically. Because they understand that their power depends on maintaining the racial spoil system they created, Democrats are defending the indefensible with maximum ferocity. Unfortunately for them, it's not that easy to do. Affirmative action is not only the very definition of racism, it's also highly embarrassing in its particulars. The closer you get to it, the more embarrassing it is. When you elevate people on the basis of their appearance, you tend not to get very impressive people. Why would you? Unless you're buying sunscreen, skin tone is a totally irrelevant criterion. Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor unwittingly made that point today. Sotomayor openly concedes that she got her job because of affirmative action. She was completely and demonstrably unqualified for the position. Obama chose her because of the way she looked. Now that may sound deranged, but it actually happened. No one disputes it. Today we saw the consequences of this. During oral arguments, Sotomayor made a mistake that no first-year law student would ever make. She repeatedly confused the terms de facto and de jure. Now, if you're a lawyer, that is an inconceivable mistake. It's like your local service station confusing gasoline with diesel fuel. It doesn't happen because the terms have entirely different meanings. De facto means something that's not in the law but happens anyway. De jure means something that is happening that is sanctioned by the law. See the distinction? Of course you do. And you're not even a Supreme Court justice. But Sonia Sotomayor doesn't see it. Watch. So even if we have de jure discrimination now or segregation now, Congress can't look at that? Because we certainly have de jure segregation. The races are treated very differently in our society in terms of their access to opportunity. We have racial segregation under the law in America? That's what Justice Sonia Sotomayor just said. Why is this woman wearing a robe? Even after Justice Alito corrected her, Sotomayor kept saying it. There's de jure segregation. She said de jure segregation in 2022. Jim Crow is still on the books. Okay. This is the society that affirmative action has created. Sonia Sotomayor doesn't know what de jure means. Kentaji Brown-Jackson can't define what a woman is. It's hard to imagine a more damning case against affirmative action than its results. And it's always going to be that way because the color of your skin is irrelevant. And if we don't believe that, then everything falls apart. So as the arguments went on, the case against affirmative action somehow got stronger. Watch this exchange between Brett Kavanaugh and a state solicitor general. How are uh, applicants from Middle Eastern countries classified? From Jordan, Iraq, Iran, uh, Egypt, and the like? My understanding is that uh, just like uh, other situations uh, where they might not fit within the particular boxes on the common application, that we rely on self-reporting and we would ask, uh, you know, they can volunteer uh, their particular country of origin. But if they honestly check one of the boxes, which one are they supposed to check? I, I don't, do not know the answer to that question. So just to remind you something you already know but probably never think about, the U.S. government collects data on people's races. Now, in a society where we're all equal as citizens under the law, why would they do that? That's what the Nazis did. So we're against keeping track of people on the basis of race, aren't we? And with so much at stake, how do we determine someone's race? How long before we're taking blood tests or measuring the shape of people's heads? It's been done before. It happens in other countries to this day. It's really dark and disgusting. 
So the question in that exchange was, what box do the Middle Easterners check? Oh, no idea. But of course, everyone knows the answer. If you want to get into competitive school, the best bet for those Middle Easterners would be to identify as black. The studies prove it. According to a 2009 study by Princeton sociologist Tom and Espenshade, selective schools currently boost black applicants to the point that whites are penalized 310 points on the SAT for being white. Asians are penalized 450 points for being Asian. Talk about systemic racism. How is that allowed in this country? Well, good question. And if anything, this systemic racism, and that's exactly this decade, in case you haven't noticed, in 2020, a trial court found that at Harvard, skin color was determinative in admissions for more than half of all admitted African-American applicants and roughly one-third of Hispanic applicants. How patronizing, by the way, to them. Look at this chart. It shows the average SAT score for admitted students by race at Harvard from 2000 to 2017. It's almost unbelievable how different the standards are. And this is happening, of course, not simply at Harvard, not simply at other schools, but all of the entire society. A few years ago, a senior fellow at AEI called Mark Perry found that black and Hispanic students were heavily favored for admission into medical schools. Black students who had below average test scores were seven times more likely to be accepted into medical school compared to white students with similar below average scores. And they were nine times more likely when compared to Asian students with similar scores. That's medical school. In the end, you will have bad doctors, not because African-American students make bad doctors but because the process of picking people on the basis of irrelevant criteria, like their... Side note, I just want to interject here real quick. Keep in mind, there is a lot of medical schools where a lot of people were allowed to graduate without taking finals in 2020 due to COVID. Or they were given a walk and given a late graduation. So they didn't do the finals, and they missed a lot of, like, months of school before they were just allowed to walk. So if you go to a hospital, and you, or you have a doctor, check what year they graduated. I'm just throwing it out there. Skin tone is in US, practice itself discredits the, the medical schools that engage in it because it's so anti-science. This should make you uneasy. But wait, it gets worse. Here's an exchange from today. Clarence Thomas asked the Solicitor General what the educational benefits of affirmative action might be. Here's the response. So the most concrete possible scenario is, is stock trading. And there are studies that find that racially diverse groups of people making trading decisions perform at a higher level, make more efficient trading decisions. And the mechanism there uh, is that it reduces groupthink and people have longer and more sustained disagreement. And that leads to a more efficient outcome. Well, I guess I don't put much stock in that because I've heard similar arguments in favor of segregation, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> Racial quotas decrease groupthink and allow for a diversity uh, of viewpoint really you live in a society that's defined by racial quotas is there more or less groupthink than there was when you lived there? is there a greater or smaller diversity of views than there used to be it's, it's insane but the point is to clarence thomas it sounded very familiar quote i've heard similar arguments in favor of segregation too said thomas who grew up under jim crow in georgia not surprising because all racist arguments sound the same because fundamentally they are the same give me this because of how i was born it was wrong then, it's every bit as wrong now. The difference is we no longer acknowledge the victims of it. And most are too ashamed Thomas to say the word, but millions of them exist by definition. Clarence Thomas the best friend. Okay. I mean that way. Well, You've come a long way on a- Oh. I just watch a live stream on- Oh, interesting. Uh, something I do think about is, uh... We lose a mind like Thomas Sowell and Clarence Thomas. It's gonna be really sad, man. Those are two minds that just don't come around very often. You know, you don't get intellectuals of that caliber, especially not in positions where they're very effective. And Thomas Sowell, as like a, a teacher, is wonderful. He's been a longtime professor, and he's written so many great books. And he's talked about his evolution from like a young Black Panther Marxist to a free market, uh, free market enterprise 
friends with uh, David Friedman, or David, yeah, David Friedman, Murray Rothbard, like, he crossed paths with all these guys. Super interesting life. I'd, li- I'd like to see an honest story, like an honest biopic about Thomas Sowell's life. Or Sowell, I say Soul. I've been corrected so well. I don't know. Sounds weird to me. Moving on. The court stated that Gutter versus Bullinger, which allowed the use of a person's race as a factor for college admissions, quote, imposed one final limit on race-based admission programs. At one point, the court held they must end. Quote, 20 years have passed since Gutter. Uh, Gutter. My bad. With no end to race-based college admissions in sight, but the Supreme Court has permitted race-based college admissions only within the confines of a narrow restrictions. Such admissions programs must comply with strict scrutiny. May never use race as a stereotype or negative, and must, at some point, end respondents' admission systems fail. Ooh, such a poetic put-down. Respondents' admissions systems fail each of these criteria and must, therefore, be invalidated. Under the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment, the court stated, The court wrote that the schools, quote, fail to operate their race-based admissions program in a manner that is, quote, sufficiently measurable uh, to permit judicial review under the rubric of strict scrutiny. Quote, first, the, first, the interest of respondents' views as compelling cannot be subject to meaningful judicial review. Those interests include training future leaders, acquiring new knowledge based on diverse outlooks, promoting a robust marketplace of ideas, and preparing engaged and productive citizens, quote, while these are commemorable goals, commendable goals, my apologies, they are not sufficiently, uh, the words go here and I'm not retarded, I have a tickle in the back of my throat, I've been drinking a lot of hot tea lately, a little bit of honey, mm, it's just straight up, uh, Lady Grey, some honey splash of milk in there and a little, little pinch of cinnamon just to take care of everything I got, I got some videos I want to post later of, I want to sign filmed it's it's fucking rough anyway let's continue on where was I uh, quote while these are commendable goals they are not sufficiently coherent for purposes of strict scrutiny it is unclear how courts are supposed to measure any of these goals or if they could to know when they have been reached so that racial prefer- racial preferences can end robert stated that quote universities may define their missions as they see fit the constitution defines us courts may not license separate students on the basis of race without an exceedingly persuasive justification. Uh, I don't like that wiggle room in your fucking argument, my man. That is measurable and concrete enough to permit racial review. The court further found that race-based admissions at Harvard led to a greater than 11% decline in the number of Asian American students admitted. Hence, the lawsuits. 
quote, three aspects, and by the way, just think about this right now. How many, by now, it's millions, it's fucking millions of students who have been rejected from these colleges based on race alone. And it's not just these, the the Harvard and Yale, it's Princeton, it's all these different major Ivy League schools that have been doing this since, what, the mid-80s, early 90s in some cases, early to like mid-2010s in some cases, but they've had variations of these types of policies over the decades. And now that it's been thrown on the courts, the lawsuits can begin. People who've been rejected from these schools based on these uh, race-based biases, they can now sue for discrimination. I hope these Ivy League schools get raked over the fucking coals. Be beautiful. Be wonderful. I'd be making s'mores. How about we do this? They rake the campuses over the, over the fucking coals, hyperbably, blah, 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 in lawsuits, and all of us have a great big meet together, make fucking s'mores. Ah, sounds nice. We can do the little tribal run across the hot coals together. Quote, three aspects of the day's decision weren't common. First, to satisfy strict scrutiny, universities must be able to establish, I don't know why it's like that, an actual link between racial discrimination and educational benefits. <laughs> Second, those engaged in a racial discrimination. What is up with that? Do not deserve deference with respect to their reasons for discriminating. Third, attempts to remedy past governmental discrimination must be closely tailored to address. It's because it's, it's Clarence Thomas talking. It's because of this fucking accent. I understand it now. God damn it. That particular past government discrimination. Justice Thomas said. I was like, why is up with these gaps in the fucking... Oh. They're doing the thing that the... Uh, unless I'm, I'm retarded. Uh, it's the same shit Daily Wire does with the... Um, uh, Biden speeches where they put in all the hymns and the uhs. Don't know how to get that so accurate. Anyway. The group asked the court to overturn a 2003 ruling, uh, Gruder v. Bullinger, my apologies, which allowed ethnic and racial identities to play a part in the acceptance of students to colleges and universities. The cases were brought forth by students for fair admissions, who alleged that schools taking race in consideration on college applications violate equal protection under the law. Attorneys for the University of North Carolina, Ryan Park, argued during the hearing that diversity within the school leads students to, quote, perform at higher level and make more efficient trading decisions. The mechanisms? What the fuck? The mechanisms there is, it reduces groupthink. And people have longer and more sustained disagreements, and that lead to more efficient outcomes. Quote, well, I guess I don't put much stock in that because I've heard similar arguments in favor of segregation too. Clarence Thomas said at the time, yeah, no shit, for real. Yeah, I'm reading this, I'm like, but it allows you, how does it create a diverse playing field of ideas if you're allowed to specifically handpick and you gained more and more power to specialize and select who you have on your campus. You're going to handcraft an echo chamber made up of only people you feel comfortable with. And now I don't care what that group is. It excludes anyone who's capable of doing the job. Again, this is why a lot of industries are suffering right now. It's not, it's not because the best person 
for the job gets the job. It's because the best person for the diversity quota gets the job. And that's a major fucking problem. I've seen it in different workplaces I've been in. I've also had to deal with it on the other side of it where family members of mine have had to quit jobs or I've had to like, you know, vouch for them at other workplaces to get them jobs because they've had to deal with it. If you go back and listen to my episodes in like 2018 through 19, it was a certain workplace I was at at the time that I talk about in those episodes periodically, most of the Let's Chat episodes, they hired a diversity specialist sent in by corporate and she ruined the workplace, ruined it. But it was an Ann Arbor workplace, so you know, I don't know what to expect out of it. Ann Arbor is Ann Arbor. I hate U of M. That entire city is, you know, a surf to U of M, basically. So, hated. Started flying the pride flag, and I was like, ah, I'm out. The SFFA argued that the ruling in Gruder allowing racial considerations in university admissions were, quote, egregiously wrong. That it has led to, quote, sufficient negative consequences that the previous ruling is essentially outmoded nearly 20 years later. At the time of the ruling, the Supreme Court, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor, said that, quote, 25 years from now, the use of racial preferences will no longer be necessary to further a school's desire for diversity for a diverse student body. Again, here's the problem, right? Everyone's so, but what about students of color? What about them? Why are there so few people of color in colleges? It's because America has always been a predominantly white country. For fuck's sake. For a bulk of America's history, the two largest racial groups were various Native American tribes, which were classified based on their tribe, not their race, and white settlers. Mostly white settlers. They were black pilgrims, but... You know, mostly white Anglo-Saxons came here. There were some, like, earlier black settlers that came with them, too. Sure, I'm not going to dispute that. And, you know, if you have uh, arguments against that, leave them in the description below. I want a source that if you leave an interesting enough schizoid rant, I will probably upvote that as well. I don't downvote schizoid rants if they're, they're, like, really unhinged. If they're funny enough, I will still leave you a like. If I get a kick out of it, you've entertained me. I appreciate it. I'm not going to downvote you for, for giving me a laugh. I'm not an asshole. However, ah, let's hop over here for a little bit of fun. Speaking of kicks, right? Sorry, I had a rant. Coughed. Lost my train of thought. Harvard's most famous Native American scholar, Elizabeth Warren, rages at Supreme Court decision to strike down affirmative action. Now, I read this article specifically because this is a pretty good bellwether for the general consensus of the left on this one. Like I said, I've talked to people in my life since this ruling came down. I was actually at work yesterday when this came out, and some conversations came up. Like, I got a couple calls, I got texts, and then I talked to a couple of my uh, more based colleagues. And, uh, well, we got an absolute kick out of it. And I have some very lefty family members that I immediately got on Facebook, found their Facebook accounts, looked at, like, what they were posting, and I just shit posted. I've never left hashtag stop Asian hate so much in my fucking life with a big, big shitty grin on my face. Because you, I remember, I remember them posting all that shit. So, again, any of your family members who were all about the, like, stop Asian hate. <laughs> all right. Now is your turn strike back with a vengeance my friends in a verbal context quote 
An extreme supreme an extreme supreme court has once again reversed decades of settled law, rolled back the march forward the march toward racial justice and narrowed educational opportunity for all. Here's the thing. America is like 70 what? 71, 72% white still. So my question to you, my friend, do you think these colleges are predominantly white campuses? Because America is a predominantly white country or because of some bullshit racial thing that allows you to keep your voter base feeling victimized. Here's the ultimate breakdown for it, right? The reason why all this is an issue and it's a non-fucking issue to begin with. These people want the want their voters, their young, emotionally driven, predominantly female voting base. There are also a lot of guys who vote Democrat, most because they want to get fucked. I know a couple guys who are like, I don't really care, man. I vote Democrat, I get laid. It's like, you are just the shittiest, Dave Portnoyest person I've ever met. Really, uh, kind of behavior driving a fucking tree, but I'm not a moral pillar of any kind over here, so don't get me wrong. I have my own uh, fucking flaws. Curse a lot. Now... If you allow people to have these grievances and you force feed them, oh, well, we know we have to have these special programs and make sure that more people of race get in because too many white people, blah, 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 blah. And, and you keep this race narrative going, you keep this divide and conquer going, you keep people unhappy and untrustworthy of each other. And with that, you know, unhappy people are revolutionaries. Happy people don't have any reason to be revolutionary, so they don't revolt. You keep people unhappy, they keep feeding your war machine, keep feeding your coffers and your donors, lining your pockets, protesting for you and behalf of you, while they're screaming, we're against war, they're funding active pro-war, pro-race-based politicians like Elizabeth Warren, while her marchers playing only exclusively on their emotions and their lack of attention spans, which have been completely neutered by TikTok. And by the way, look, as much as I love Vine, we can blame Vine as much for this, too, because Vine is where a lot of these people, you know, like, I was, like, 12 to 15 when the Vine thing was going on. Let's see, it went down, like, 2014, so I was 16 when it got shut down. 16, 17 when Vine got shut down. Different time period. I'm a little bit skinnier. Anyway, that's, like, the instant, oh, man, I can't even fit my old football outfit no more. Shit. Probably could, actually. I was, I was a chunky fuck. Now... See, extremist support once again. Yeah, again, you keep people unhappy, they have reasons to revolt. You keep them satisfied, they're not going to revolt, they're not going to rebel, and the left just doesn't have any reason or any other way to drive votes right now. Because if you look at a lot of, I don't know, it has a lot to do with, uh, I can never remember the name of the window, but it's a good term where everything shifts. You look at, like, a lot of the stances, like, JFK, right? He wouldn't be seen as a Democrat. He'd be seen as, like, a moderate Republican type of candidate today. That's how things have moved on. So people want to talk about a, a flip. All right, fine. JFK would be a Republican. How's that for your fucking political switch? That's not the same. You're right, because it's more of a, an existence than your fucking bullshit argument. Anyway, let's get into this article. Get See what Poca, Pocahontas has to say about this. Because this is just one more angle of of her uh, of of her arguments just ripped out from underneath her. Progressive Senator Elizabeth Warren, a Democrat from Massachusetts, slammed the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to strike down affirmative action 
by ruling on cases involving universities of North Carolina and Harvard College. Warren's most famous Native American, uh, Harvard, sorry, uh, Warren, Harvard's most famous Native American scholar, posted on Twitter, quote, An extremist Supreme Court has once again reversed decades of settled law and ruled back the march towards racial justice and narrowed educational equality to opportunity to all. If you can get in on merit. I said the same thing about, I don't think women belong in combat rules. Women in the military belong in, like, paper-pushing, maybe medical units, stuff like that. No combat. But if you have that one freak of nature, that one G.I. Jane, that one Chris Cyborg-type bitch who can compete and play just as hard with the boys, alright, fine. Just on merit alone, that freak of nature, even despite what we think about it, has gotten in. That is the Americratic system. Even though I'm uncomfortable as fuck with it, she competed, maybe in some cases outperformed, but we're talking about like the 0.01% of all women that would be able to do this. Right? And uh, again, women are like the incubators of life. They're here to create life. They, they do like the most beautiful and meaningful task imaginable, which is create and carry on the entire species. Like, it's a, it's a beautiful task. That's why men are built the way that we are. And I say this as a like a Seth Rogen physique over here. But, you know, men are built the way we are to withstand blows, to withstand hits, to go to war, to fight, to hunt, to gather. So women can be safe back in the cave, back at home, off the battlefield, in beds, in kitchens, back home. And we go on the battlefield and get fucking slaughtered. So it's, men have gotten a little bit of a short stick over the years, but conversations about that are starting to happen, and they've been happening a little bit here and there. Now it's really moving forward. Now that the MGTOW movement... Is it kind of nice that the MGTOW movement kind of died, and now the men's conversation can actually progress forward? Wow. It's great, isn't it? It's about fucking time. But anyway, you know, that's just kind of like the way the like like things fucking go here. I... Uh, I want to stop fighting for young people with big dreams who deserve an equal chance to pursue their future. Right. I, I, I just don't get the extremist Supreme Court angle here. By, like, any any fucking means whatsoever. Again, I, I, I have these trains of thoughts. I have to cough. I lose my train of thoughts. And then I just move on. Men versus women. Train of thought that I was all connected to is gone. Warren, who previously claimed American Indian ancestry as far back as 1986 when she applied for the State Bar of Texas and was previously a professor at Harvard Law. When Warren later apologized to the Cherokee Nation in 2019 after a DNA test... <coughs> oh, I know why I said that. I said women don't belong in combat roles. Never mind. Trade of thought back, but I'm moving on. I got like this perpetual like tickle in the back of my throat. I feel like I'm keep trying to get roles at the wine scene company. Anyway, and you notice that right? 1986. Uh, again, this affirmative action shit is just going to different names and had different targets, but it's been around for decades. Warren later apologized in 2019 after a DNA test showed that she was as little as one one thousand two hundred twenty fourth Native American, which is like basically zilch, like zero point zero. 
In 2012, when Warren first ran for the U.S. Senate, her opponent, Scott Brown, alleged that she had claimed Native American ancestry to use it as an advantage while seeking employment through or uh, the Warren and Harvard denied that her fabricated heritage gave her any advantages in her educational education or career. Her then-employer Harvard Law School from 1995 to 2004 listed Warren as Native American in federal affirmative action forms. Again, folks, this has been going on for decades. There was someone who was more deserving of the, of the role Warren got She's a running trend with her fucking life. Who didn't get it because she has a gash, a bash, or wears a sash. Or a headdress, apparently. The Supreme Court ruled 6-3 on Thursday to strike down affirmative action uh, in colleges and universities as unconstitutional, violating the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. The ruling came as part of two cases. Already read that. Little gutter. The Magistrate. And this is all stuff we've actually already read in the other article. Hey, Warren. <laughs> Amaho is not an Indian tribe name. A uh, comment from Dean. Well, Dean. What a based comment. That being said, folks. Yep, affirmative action has been officially struck down in the, in the United States. That being said, you know, I want to take a moment. Even though uh, a lot of this interesting shit that like like Trump promised shit with uh, Roe v. Wade, and, well he promised like a he, like made claims about abortion and shit in his 2016 campaign, didn't get anything done really on that front. But there's a lot of shit he promised and he didn't deliver on. I fully own up to that. But, but, folks, it is the Supreme Court justices that overturned Roe v. Wade, got rid of this, passed shall issue across the country. So no, no state is allowed to not issue. They're all shell issues. Provided you pass a background check. And there's different cases working their way to Supreme Court right now. One's involved in the National Firearms Act. All kinds of stuff. And now the Christian web designer thing. Again, like Trump or not, his Supreme Court justices, they fuck up a lot. But they do come through a lot more. And we get a lot more good rulings from the Supreme Court than we've gotten consistently in a long time. So all in all, you know... Sure, Kavanaugh has voted on some shit. I thought he was retarded for voting on. They sided with John Roberts on some pretty bad shit. But you know what? That's fine. Lately, we've been getting more and more consistent. Have you ever... Think about how in your whole life, your entire life, right? In the course of three years, have you ever gotten so much from a Supreme Court that you're happy with? They're usually this quiet monolith off in the corner you almost never hear from. They almost never take action. And now, you know, part of it is, you know, I'll be honest with you. Clarence Thomas is having some health scares. I think he wants to get as much done as possible because he's worried that he might not be around for a while. And I'm kind of worried about that, too. You know, he was hospitalized for a very long time, not too long ago. Then his wife was hospitalized, so on and so forth. Uh, by the way, I will talk about that Ocean Gate stuff. As you can tell, I'm not that prioritized about it. It's not that big of a deal. Y'all seen the memes. You know the fucking story. It's just for clicks. I'm going to make the episode. So, just to get that out of the way here, at the tail end of this episode, I just want to make sure none of you really, uh... I know. I get it. I know what happened. I don't care. It's, uh... R.I.P. to the dudes who feel bad for their families and all that. I hope the guy enjoyed the Blink-182 concert. But that being said... Blink-182 sucks now. But... 
I'm happy with what we've been getting lately. I'm happy with this. I'm gonna be happy with the next episode of Record by this Christian web designer. And that being said, I've been your host, James Madison. This has been Inside Four Walls, and I shall talk to y'all later. I'm Rumble. And I'm YouTube. YouTube, why are you dressed like that? Well, I've been seeing a lot of violations in the community lately, so I'm enforcing that. You mean like people not following your policies? Strike one! Uh, what if someone tells the truth, but it's labeled as misinformation? Strike you! Wow, what if I want to ask questions and have different opinions on things? Strike three! You're out of here! Now what? You may appeal to me in 30 days. Thankfully, we encourage diverse opinions and new ideas. Strike four! Dude, what? There's no such thing as four strikes. And I'm not even on your platform. Strike five! All right, I'm out. You're crazy. Later, dude. Strike six!